Hello, welcome to Agency Sigma Stat Center. I'm your host, Rob. I'm joined by the Twitch chat, these wonderful people who join me every Monday and all week uh, to discuss things to do with Wargaming and Warhammer and all those other things. If you ever want to come check it out, then you can on twitch.tv forward slash Wargamer. Um, that'd be really cool. Uh, this is awkward. This is awkward because I forgot to introduce this. Uh, <laughs> anyway, today we're going to be looking at the Agency Sigma event results from around the world. We've got 11 events. Across seven countries, 394 players. We're going to Vietnam. We're going to Sweden. We're going to Australia. We're going all across the world. It's going to be amazing. If you've enjoyed this, or if you enjoy any content I make, please do help support the show by liking and subscribing. See you guys soon. Thanks very much. Hey. Hello. The first event we're going to cover is Adepticon. Statistically, the third best Age of Sigmar event you can attend in the whole world. Perfect. Nailed that. Okay. They had over 200 players competing to be the best of the best. After those 200 players had played, they got several 5-0s, which I'm about to cover, and they cut those 5-0s into a top 8. Several of those people in the top 8 decided to leave, because, or not attend the top 8, because they instead wanted to play in the team event with their friends and use the ticket that they bought the next day. So you cycled through a bunch of other people until eventually you found eight people willing to play the next day. Those people competed to be the winner of Adepticon as a general, and it was won by the very lovely Mr. John Anderson. He run, he ran, he ra runs, and is a part of and loves Luminous Realm Lords in the sub-faction Helon. He had Teclis, a Cathalar, and he had five wind charges. Uh, twice, in fact. Oh, no, three times. Three times. Three lots of wind charges, which is great. I love that. Then he had 20 sentinels, and then another 20 sentinels, and then he had the Umbral Spell Portal, the Rune of Petrification, and the Emerald Life Swarm. Now, let's not forget that, obviously, you get extra shots in Helon and all those other things, but, of course, if you'd like to know how the Helon Castle works, although this is a slightly modified version with three units of wind charges, which is super fun to see, uh, then you can obviously go watch the YouTube video, uh, on the Honest Wargamer called the Lumineth Castle. Well done to John for being the winner and super proud of you. Well done. Hello. Now we're going to look at the five O's. So after the top eight cut, uh, well, before the top eight cut, these are the people that managed to go five O at this 200 person event. Uh, and this is exciting. You've got Caleb Waters. Caleb's very well known. Uh, part of the Bottom Table Bullies, which is his gaming group now. Uh, they formed a gaming group, which is really fun. Uh, and Duncan Bills, you can also see, went 5-0, also part of that team. Rob Mulshine from the, of the Golden Gobbos. Tony Carley from the Raptor Pit crew. And then Joey Treisenberg of Broken Ranks. Tried really hard with that. Uh, what were they all running? Well, uh, Caleb was obviously running Zinch in Guild of Summoners. He had an Ogroid, a Lord of Change, Cursling, Magister, 2 times 10 Carex, 10 Zangor, and the Cronspine Incarnate, with a Purple Sun, the Spell Portal, and the Burning Sigil of Zinch. Uh, a lot of this is to do with killing the Incarnate, yeeting it forward, eating endless spells um, uh, by killing your own Magister, but very solid, uh, and he's been playing this for a very long time, uh, and he's a very excellent player, so well done to Caleb. Um, uh, we had a big wireless played by Rob. Rob just here to really break my brain. Um, uh, so... He was running Big War uh, and get ready for a, a, a who's who of destruction players you often don't see. Uh, you got a Wurgog Prophet 
uh, with the glowing tattoos, which means he's got a better ward save. And he's also got the Fuel by Gurus Rage, which means when he dies, well, not when he dies, technically, when he loses his last wound, he comes back to life, uh, which is very useful so that you can keep doing more and more water wounds with the Wurgog Prophet's War Scroll ability, which you should check out. It's incredibly cool. Then he's got a Snatcher boss on Sludraker Beast. This did, Rob is in the chat, and he did say that he was able to do up to 30 mortal wounds to Catacross, which is pretty exciting. Snatcher boss on Sludraker Beast, it's just a really good fighting unit. It's a really, really good fighting unit. He just does lots of mortal wounds uh, and smashes people up, which is really good. Uh, you've got the Uruk War Chanter, uh, who is able to buff uh, the unit of uh, Gore Grunters and, in addition, uh, help the Ard Boys rally better. And Uruk Mega Boss with the Griff of the Charm, so he's more survivable. Uh, and the Aspect of the Champion, stubborn as a Rhinox, uh, so he can um, uh, count as 10 on an objective. And then Gobsprack, the Mouth of Gork. Uh, able to cast a spell on himself to move up the board, uh, then cast another spell to make it so that you can ignore the ward saves, then in the following movement phase, move back, uh, which is pretty amazing. Uh, makes it so you can uh, shut down enemy wizards if you roll to unbind really well. Um, is uh, Yeah, and, uh, and has a spell that makes it so that you're minus one attack to all your attacks. So pretty effective in this list, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> then Scragrot. Uh, Scragrot's in the list as well. 160 points, two cast wizard, um, uh, and can do his water spell, which is very, very effective for doing uh, lots and lots of damage. Uh, then two lots, uh, three lots of five Ard Boys, uh, three Gorgrunters, as I talked about before, three Man Skewer Bolt Boys, and then a unit of 24 Squig Herd. And then he's brought Ravenax Gnashing Jaws as a spell, the end of the spell, which does lots more wounds. Very cool list. Rob's in the chat. He's, he's offered to give an interview to me, so I'm going to definitely interview him about this list because this is one of them weird lists. And at this point, I think Rob is probably a genius. So I'm going to say it. I'm going to call it right now. Not me, Rob. I'm not a genius. I'm just your friend. But he is a genius. Lumerous Realm Lords also did really well. Techlist, Cathalar, Lawseeker, and some Sentinels um, in the list. Uh, then there was an Ogle Moor Tribes list with Kragnos, Frostal and Stonehorn, two Stonehorn Beast Riders, and then two Mournfang. Uh, so that would just be a, a yeet, uh, a yeet and beat, as they call it. Whereas the Big Wild list was a yeet, uh, beat, and then retreat. Uh, but this is Kragnos gives everyone a 3d6 charge, and then the monster trucks that are the Frost Lords uh, or the Stonehorns just do additional Mortal Wound impact hits. Um, uh, and then we have a Sylvaneth list uh, with the Spirit of Durthu. Uh, this is Naru, uh, Spirit of Durthu, Lady of Vines, and the Lariel, the Ever Queen. Don't forget, Lady of Vines got a 5 up ward save spell, which is pretty decent, pretty decent. Uh, then 10 triads, a unit of 20 triads, and then 5 tree revenants. Spice Swarm Hive and Chronomantic Cogs. Lariel comes back to life. They're all spell casters, so they're going to get reroll cast from Cogs. Uh, Durthu uh, has got Nard Warrior and Greenwood Gladius, so he's a lot more survivable, a lot more fighty. Um, uh, and then uh, Dryads uh, are good near a forest, uh, effectively, so that's quite interesting. This is one of those really fascinating lists I'd like to deep dive a little bit more. Uh, Bosch. The next event we're going to look at is the Justice Series GT up in Liverpool in the UK, run by Richie. Richie puts on a fantastic event. He's a superstar, um, and the uh, events are really good. So if you get a chance to go check them out, then you should. They're called the Justice Series. There's one in October, I think. But it's on my birthday, so I won't be going, because I'll probably be doing something silly. Uh, right, so who won the event? Mr. Tom Morsley uh, won it with the brand-new Carajon Overlords book. He took it in Barrack Zilfin. 
Uh, and I've said that right, so Ipecast can't shout at me. Uh, his article will set the grudges. He had a prosecute war without or haste, and there's no reward without whisk. Whisk? Risk. Don't forget, this KO now, uh, new book KO, have already racked up three four ones, and this is their first 5-0. They've got an Arkanaut Admiral, uh, an Aether Chemist, and then Brock Grungson. Uh, he's got 15 Thunderers, uh, so a max unit, 10 Arkanaut Company, a Frigate, an ironclad, and then two units of three engine riggers. I assume those engine riggers are split out in between the two uh, vehicles, the two frigates, to heal them up. Uh, and it is just a very big turn one alpha shoe army. It's a battle reg, uh, so he's got the choice to go first, or he could give the turn away. Uh, and then you're just going to come under a lot of fire. A lot of shots, a lot of healing in this li list as well, um, to the vehicles via the engine riggers. Um, and the... Uh, uh, yeah, via that. Uh, so there you go. That's the list. Like it, KO doesn't really have tons to say about it, other than it just is going to shoot you a lot and shoot you very well. Like that's that's the, that's the tactic, and it's built to do that. The four-one versions of this list we've seen already. It's fifteen thunderers went four-one, double fifteen thunderers, so thirty thunderers in total went four-one as well. And then the other version was thunderers and iron drakes. So currently looks like it's a very heavy alpha shooting army. Um, in uh, the 4-1 bracket, we had Mr. Peter Twig, lovely fella, uh, in the chat with Saves to Darkness. Uh, he was running Kabbalists. Uh, he had a Chaos Social Lord, another Chaos Social Lord, uh, 10 Nurgle Knights, two units of uh, minimum Corvus Cabal, then five, uh, sorry, a unit of six Varangard, and then a unit of 10 Chaos Chosen. Uh, we talked about this a little bit uh, during the stream, but what he's effectively able to do is use the Soul Screen Bridge on the spell, which he brings on, and then use the 3d6 charge spell um, uh, to be able to uh, make that unit have a 3d6 charge from 9 inches away. Don't forget, if you're in Kabbalist, you're going to be cast on 3d6, which is amazing. And if you've got the Master of Magic, you're going to be able to re-roll that. So you're a more consistent, more powerful caster than some of the best casters in the game. Uh, so you're very likely to get off those spells. And when you do so, you're then able to get off that very reliable 3d6, 9-inch charge. Uh, and obviously, with a CP, you can re-roll that as well. So, um, uh, just very effective. And then you've got an incredibly powerful combat unit in the Varangard, an incredibly powerful unit in the Chaos Chosen, uh, and then you've got an incredible tanking unit in that unit of Chaos Knights. And then the Corvus Cabal uh, for just dropping around. Also, a free Grand Strat as well. Um, uh, then you've got uh, Joe Krasinski uh, running Ogre Moor Tribes Underguts. You've got Frostal on Stonehorn, a Blood Pelt Hunter, a Slaughtermaster, then... Three units of two Mornfang. You don't see this very often. It's pretty fun. Uh, Mornfang pack. Uh, you don't normally see them as your battle line. And then three units of Iron Blasters with a screening unit of Noblars. Uh, so Iron Blasters just go pow pow. Uh, and then the Mornfang and the Frostal and Stonehorn are going to yeet forward and do all of the damage. Uh, so congratulations to him. Baz Norman Jr. with Gloomspike Gits was running Kragnos, Squig Boss. Uh, two units of maxed out Squig Herd. Uh, so 36, I think. Uh, and then another unit of Squig Herd, and then the Marsh Crawler Slog Off. Uh, so charging forward, doing huge amounts of damage, uh, and Scragrot is in the list as well. Uh, so again, uh, another fast, powerful combat army, 3 to 6 charge. So a bit of an Alpha Strike there, uh, in my opinion as well. It's quite an interesting Tom's list, shooting Alpha Strike, Peter Twig's list, uh, uh, combat Alpha Strike, uh, Joe's list, uh, it's got the ability to be at least very aggressive turn one. Uh, and then Baz's uh, can be a first turn Alpha Strike army list as well. Talking about, um, uh, then we got Mr. Matt Goldsborough running Quicksilver Dead. He's running a Gash, which no one ever runs. Uh, Krugas Cruciator and a Spirit Torment. Uh, and then 20 Haradins, 10 Haradins, 
and then 10 more Haradins, and then some Chain Rats and the Umbral Spell Portal. Um, no ward saves against these Haradins, and then the Gash causing you all sorts of issues. Uh, well done to Matt. And then Tom Lees with his Gloomspike Gits was running Squig Boss, Squagrot, Loom Boss, Loom Boss. And then he was running two lots of 10, two lots of five Boingrot Bounders and some Squig Herd and some Mangler Squigs. Uh, Gobblepalooza and Sneaky Snufflers. Honestly, Boingrot Bounders for their points got to be one of the best MSU units you can get, I think. Five is good, 10 is wild, 15 is nuts. Like, they scale incredibly well uh, as a cavalry unit that are very effective. Loads of buff units in here um, as well. And then finally, Kieran with his Beast of Chaos uh, with a Doom Ball, a Great Brave Shaman, a Beast of Chaos Shaman, um, uh, now, uh, and a Zangor Shaman, which is 115 points, which is nuts. Uh, he's got nine Bulgore in this list. Uh, oh, oh. Um, there's nine Bulgore in this list. Uh, 10 Gore and 10 Ungore and then a Razor Gore and a Cygore and the Crunchbine Incarnate of Gur. So the Crunchbine Incarnate of Gur can actually go wild, which is kind of funny in a, a wild man list uh, because uh, you, the Great Bray Shaman can kill itself off board, which is pretty funny. I really like that using the heroic actions. Doom Ball's got an ability, so the 9 Ball Gore deploy outside 7 inches. They get plus 2 to charge, so it's a 5 up re-rollable charge uh, to absolutely slap some stuff. Uh, and then the Saigor is just incredible for shutting down your opponent's wizards and stuff. Um, amazing. Loads of love to everyone. Uh, and that's a great little look. Our next event takes us over to Sweden for Fantasia Fanatic. Fantasia Fanatic uh, in Sweden. We had uh, 32 players playing at this event. Um, it's all being run on Exxon. Uh, and the winner was Ronja Anderson, uh, Anderson our, uh, our absolute uh, queen of, uh, of uh, Age of Sigmar. Uh, she was running Gloomspite Gits. Uh, Ronya famously almost unkillable with Nighthaunt pre the new Nighthaunt book uh, has now switched up to the powerful Gloomspite Gits. And this is a devastating, devastating time. Um, Fungoid Cave Shaman in the Jaws of Mork. Scragrot and two Squig Bosses with Nasher Squigs. And then two units of 20 Squig Hoppers. A unit of 36 Squig Herd. 20 Moon Clan Stabbers. Gobblepalooza and some Sneaky Snufflers. The Sneaky Snufflers buff the units. Uh, the Gobblepalooza buff the units. The Squig Hoppers kill all of the dudes, uh, in your army at least, and the Squig Herd also kill all of the dudes. Squig Bosch and Nasher Squigs buff them up, um, and Scragrot just does Scragrot stuff. So uh, well done to Ronya. Uh, just a powerful army played by an absolute legend. Right, let's take a look at the 4-1 bracket. We've got Christian Wenberg with Daughters again in Xantha Kai. He's got a Hag Queen on Cauldron of Blood and Marathi. And 15 bow snakes with some heart renders. Uh, congratulations to him. Anton Sandstorm with Gloomspike Gits was running Dankhold Truck Boss, Scragrot, two Squig Bosses with Nasher Squig, six Rock Guts, 20 Squig Hoppers, 10 Squig Hoppers, 24 Squig Herd, some Snufflers, and the Gobba Palooza. Uh, per Sigvalis was running Carriage and Overlords. Uh, so I think this is new Carriage and Overlords. Uh, with Barrett Mornar, he's got an Arcanaut Admiral, Aether Chemist, Gotrek, 15 Thunderers, a Gun Hauler, uh, 6 Endrin Riggers, and a Frigate. Uh, and then the spell in a bottle, the Soul Scream Bridge, uh, which I assume is for Gotrek. No, you can't actually do that with Gotrek, so no, it's not for him. Uh, then we've got uh, Morgan Norman, um, who was in, hasn't submitted his list, but I think he's run FEC. Douglas Carholm was running Iron Jaws. He had a Mega Boss and Crusher, Weird Knob Shaman, War Chanter, War Chanter, some Brutes, 15R Boys, and some Gore Grunters. And that is the uh, all of the four ones at Fantasia Fanatics. Pretty cool lists. 
Um, and again, we've seen quite a few gifts, which is fine. No problem. Our next event is the GT de Catalonia. The Catalonia Warhammer Mixer. Uh, we had 24 players playing, and they played at this lovely little place. If you listen to the podcast, I'm just showcasing what looks to be a beautiful uh, Spanish street here, very metropolitan, which is lovely. The winning uh, player, the winning player was called uh, Marco PDM uh, Cesaro. Cesaro is uh, seems to be his his gamer name. He was running a Nighthorn army of Scarlet Doom. I uh, don't forget this. Makes the Blade Guys Revenants do mortal wounds on five pluses when they charge. A Krugas Crusader and a Guardian of Souls. A Spirit Torment and a Lord Executioner. He also took the uh, regiment of renown Vermid Shamblers. Uh, and then, so what they do is if you're near the corpse car in Vermid Shamblers, then it's minus one to your ward save for units within 12 inches, which ties in really nicely. We're doing all the mortal wounds on the charge from uh, the Blade Geist Revenants. Uh, then um, two units of 10 Chain Rasps and two units of 20 Blade Geist Revenants. Uh, some little cheeky anti-magic from the Mimron Banshees and then unit of Chain Gas. So all overall, pretty awesome. Uh, pretty cool using that, like, that minus one ward save to really to really buff up the effectiveness of the mortal wounds that you're doing in that army. So very cool, very, very thematic. Okay, the 4-1. The 4-1 in this, uh, the 4-1 players in this uh, event was Marco Diana, uh, their finest hour, Jordi Carbonell on DIM, and Janabim Martin from DKHM. Uh, they all went 4-1. The list were a Magikin and Nurgle army in Blessed Sons, Orgots, a Lord of Plagues, a Lord of Afflictions, Bellacor and Blobe. Then five Blight Kings, five Blight Kings, ten Rotmire Creed, and then a Feculent Narmor. So applying loads of disease points to the Rotmire Creed feels like that's an auto-include any Nurgle list. Blight Kings are Blight Kings for holding the screen. Bellacor. Uh, I don't know if I've said this yet in the show. Bellacor is the best unit you can buy in Age of Sigmar right now. There's no argument. Uh, if you can put it in your list and you haven't put it in your list, I think I don't know what you're doing. Uh, the ability to shut down the hammer units of your opponent's army when they just exist uh, like just auto wins you games in my opinion it's just perfect Lord Afflictions uh, with Overpowering Stench and then Lord of Plagues and Orgot's Demon Spew um, they was also Disciples Each list uh, in Hosar Arcanum so an auto and bind 135 Kairos a Cursling and the Magister the Magister is bonded to an Incarnate and then 10 Pink Horrors 10 Pink Horrors and some Karak Acolytes so very much with the Umbral Spell Portal Tome of Ice and Shards of Valagar uh, so closing down uh, enemy units movement um, which is nice. And then we've got Lumineth List with Techlist, a Cathlar, and a Lawseeker. Lawseeker is the general. And then uh, 20 Wardens, 20 Wardens, and then 10 Blade Lords with the Shards of Alagar again, Rune of Petrification, and Ravenax Nash and Jaws. So it feels like this is a much more combat orientated and progressive uh, Lumineth List. Moves into the midboard, does overwhelming, uh, Siren White Light, sorry. Um, then it's going to shut down the movement with Shards of Alagar. It's going to use Ravenax Nash and Jaws to also do damage as well. And then Rune of Petrification um, uh, is going to do AoE Mortal Wounds. And don't forget, if you park Teclis 12 inches away from an objective, you're also going to be doing the Realm Spell as well for additional Mortal Wounds. So you're looking at three massive AoE Mortal Wound spells from Siren White Light, Rune of Petrification, and the Realm Spell. And then you're doing a very focused amount of Mortal Wound damage uh, from Ravidax Dashing Jaws into a single unit as well. That's all in one hero phase. And then you're going to beat them up with some Wardens, um, which is nuts. So just crazy good. Uh, combat combat Techlist is definitely a list that, have, uh, that is out there. Um, it's nice to see the Spanish doing really well with it. Uh, and shout out to everyone else who did well. 
Our next event is the Spring Rumpus GT in Utah. 20 players battled it out, and Jared Brown of the Rage Babies took the event out. Uh, this is where it was located. Uh, beautiful, beautiful Utah. His list was a Luminous Realm Lords Helon list. He had Teclis, a Cathalar, two times five Wind Chargers, a unit of 10 Wardens, and then 40 Sentinels with Ravenite Session Jaws and Umbral Spell Portal. This is a Helon Castle, and as I've said before, uh, it goes, uh, you, you know how to just watch my video on it. Uh, and then uh, the four ones, we had Russ Tanner uh, and James Fryer getting four ones at this event. Congratulations to both those two lads. I hope you had a great time. Our next event is in New South Wales. We had 19 players battling it out, uh, organized by Crutch Hammer. The winner was from the Crutch Hammer Club, in fact. Uh, he was Jake Gunning from Crutch Hammer. We also had Terence Voller and Liam Burnett Blue uh, all in the 4-1 bracket. Jake uh, was running a Carriage on Overlords list, our second this week, going 5-0 from Barrack Zon. He had an Arkanaut Admiral, a Navigator, three times six Sky Wardens, a Gun Hauler, two lots of three Engine Riggers, and then two Arkanaut Frigates. Don't forget, Frigates have got an ability when they charge in, units can get out of them and do some stabbing. Um, which is really good with all strikes versus Sky Wardens being very effective in that. Uh, and they can shoot a, a bunch of units with those frigates uh, or screens effectively before they do so. Con congratulations to both of that. I think two frigates is going to be more popular than two ironclads in the future. Uh, we'll see. 300 points is very, very competitive for the frigates. I think they're very good. Um, and I think that you're going to see more of that. Once people are painted up, I think... Um, ironclads now because that's what people have but I think when people paint it up you'll end up with more frigates uh, so congratulations to everyone at the event and to the TOs hope you had a great time we had 16 players playing at the AOS March two day event uh, in New South Wales organised by the combat company TCC now in first place we had Gary Chen with four and a draw running a Silverneth Oakenbrow list don't forget this means that the Tree Lords fight a top bracket um, he's got a Tree Lord Ancient, Knight Zephyros, a Warsong Revenant, and a Spirit of Durthu. And then three Tree Lords as Battle Line and a Battle Mage to cast Chronomatic Cogs and the Spite Swarm Hive. So you've got the ability to teleport in and get very reliable charges. Uh, and the Tree Lords are going to be doing some good fighting and shooting. And then the Spirit of Durthu is going to be doing some excellent combat. So overall, fantastic uh, army. Really good. And this isn't the first time we've seen Oakenbrow do well. Oakenbrow are kind of the sleeper Sylvaneth army at the minute. Lots of different players around the world. Uh, America, England, uh, doing really well with Oakenbrow lists. So if you want to go check them out, you should do. Uh, in the 4-1 bracket, though, uh, we had Jack Solomons and Zoran Tillers. Congratulations to both them. Hope you had a great time. And congratulations to everyone at the event. <laughs> so our next event is in Sweden. It's called Dala Stompen. Uh, and our winner was Jesper Melender getting the big 5-0. Running a Slaves to Darkness list. Legion of... Uh, sorry, his damn legion was Ravagers, which means you get to return a unit of uh, cultists um, that has been slain previously. He had Archeon the Everchosen, who's a powerful smash piece. Doesn't really need to integrate much with the rest of the army. Chaos Sorcerer Lord, and then the Exalted Hero of Chaos, who is the Idolater Lord, uh, with a Conqueror's Crown and fueled by Gurish Rage. So... Uh, more difficult to kill him. And then 80 Splintered Fang, four units of 20. Charge them in, murder the dudes, die in return, recycle 10 more, send 20 more in. 
uh, and that's roughly how it means. And then the unmade. Uh, so you can't redeploy and you can't rally while within 12 inches of the unmade. Uh, very cheeky little list. 125 wounds in that list as well. So while you're getting just slammed from different charges from splintered fang units, you're also having to deal with Archeon um, and everything he brings to the table, which is pretty significant, uh, which is really fantastic. David Enya uh, going 4-1 with his Ogre Moor Tribes. And then Yona, Johan Hilmerson uh, going 4-1 with his Seraphon list. Congrats to everyone at the event. Hope you have a great time. Our next event is over in Northern Ireland. Only 10 players, but it's at the fantastic Exploding Dice uh, venue. Uh, they've just upgraded, actually, and were recently on the BBC. Um, uh, they interviewed those people. Uh, they didn't submit the list, though, so Shane Ford in first place and then Chris Archibald in second place, uh, all located in the lovely uh, town in Northern Ireland of Banger. Banger? I hardly knew her. Okay, so our next event is in Vietnam, which is pretty exciting. I uh, love that. So Vietnam, this is the Lords of AOS tournament. Sure, they only had eight players, uh, but building up strong. This is roughly where the event is. It was at Super Brain. Uh, right here uh, in Ho Chi Minh uh, City. I think I've said that right. Uh, and it was won by Sol Omen, uh, and he was part of the Lord's Club. Uh, he was running Nighthaunt, the Quicksilver Dead. Um, he had a Guardian Souls, a Krugrass Cruciator, a Lady Alinda, and then two Spirit Torments and a Tomb Banshee, which is pretty off meta pick. Dreadside Aradins, five Hex Wraiths, eight Mimron Banshees. And then two units of three spirit hosts to protect Lady Alinda and the Chronomantic Cogs. Don't forget, Lady Alinda is going to, uh, once per game, recycle a whole bunch of those bases back on the board. Uh, Dreadside Haradins are going to be doing some really solid work in Quicksilver Dead. A lot of attacks on the Dreadside Haradins. Uh, uh, Command Entourage, um, so that's his unit of Haradins uh, mixed in with um, uh, mixed in with a Cruel Gas. No, not Cruel Gas, excuse me. Mixed in with one of the units anyway. Um... Uh, and then the Spirit Host in there in Galician Veterans for the extra attacks. So, yeah, absolutely excellent. Uh, just to shout out everyone else in Vietnam. So, Tran Dar was running Stormcast Eternals. Lord Habu was running Disciples of Zinch. Lord Dorian was running Silvereth Heartwood. Trung Do Hu Bao was running Stormcast Eternals. Sway Tom was running Ogamore Tribes. Huang Dao Lai Li was running Adnet Deepkin. And in last place, but greatest in our hearts, was Tin. Tin GSC was running Gloomspite Gits. Now, he got no wins. Okay, so if ever, so if you ever like, I'm not sure how to deal with the Gloomstrike Gits, they're a bit of a problem in my local meta, you want to go hit up Tin uh, and everyone in Vietnam and find out what the secret source is for beating them. So our last event was the Manchester GT, only seven players, uh, but, you know, if you're playing in an event, it's worth talking about. Uh, they, so our winner was Jack Crinks, uh, and he was running Gloomstrike Gits, he was running Glog's Mega Mob. He had Dank Hold, Trog Boss, Fungoid Cave Shamus, Scrag Rot, two times three Fell Waters, nine Rock Guts twice. Two beefed up units of nine Rock Guts, uh, which uh, very much coincides with uh, the event in Northern Ireland where I just found out, uh, thanks to Shane being in the chat, that he was running two units of nine Bulgore. So again, like, we'll talk about this in the wrap up, but uh, two like big units, you should deal with them. Nine Rock Guts, nine Rock Guts, and then 20 uh, Mooncrown Stabbers and some Sports Platter Fanatics. Uh, a special shout out to James Elson uh, for going 4-1 at this event as well. Okay, time for the wrap-up. And there's lots to say about this weekend, in my opinion. Loads of events around the world. 
uh, we had 394 players, seven countries, 11 events. That's really exciting to know that uh, at the same time you were rolling dice in Sweden, people were rolling dice in Australia, in Vietnam, Spain, England, the USA. That's pretty fun. Like, I love that it's an international community. So, number one, that's really excellent. I love doing this show because I feel like it's a nice conduit between all of those different communities on all the stuff that happens, which is super cool. Uh, as for, like, the actual armies that are doing well, I mean, wow. Carriage and Overlord's coming out the bat uh, with two five O's this weekend. It's pretty cool. Obviously, Luminous still in there making uh, short work of a lot of different uh, armies uh, as well. But KO doing really well. It's cool to see. Uh, a couple of little cheeky beast lists here and there uh, doing really well. Um, but the overall, the overall takeaway that I would uh, put into the game right now is that it's very much a game of mega units. Like 10 Chosen, 9 Rock Guts, 9 Ball Gore. Uh, 15 Thunderers. Um, uh, um, Techless, I guess, is kind of the one from Lumineth. Uh, but there's a lot of like mega units, like not quite Death Stars, but in some cases, with a super buffed up unit of like Boingrots or Squig Hoppers, then you know you've got um, you've got that that big piece. That's why I feel like uh, even if you do something, let's say to the the Techless Shooting Castle, um, their ability to do a bellicor like spell twice, once from the Cathlar, once from the Spell Law, is going to be really effective still for Lumineth, even if Sentinels get a nerf. Similarly, Chaos, I don't know why every Chaos list isn't including a bellicor and includes some, in, in indeed, some of the lists that we've seen do well here, do include oh, do include a bellicor. They do include a Bellacore. So shutting down those big mega units feels like a very effective um, uh, use of your time, especially as they're getting all buffed up. A lot of the armies also seem very Alpha Strike heavy. KO, Gits, uh, seem very Alpha Strike heavy. Their ability to like absolutely hammer you on the first turn uh, seems very, very good, in my personal opinion. Um, and uh, the tempo of that game is really... Because even uh, is very high. Even if you don't kill everything in their army on the first turn, or you don't make it, they can't score, which is kind of the definition of an alpha strike they're still pinned in got to deal with you for the first few turns making it a real struggle to score objectives uh making it a real struggle to score bow tactics uh which is something interesting as well um uh, we're still in the cycle of the production matter though or like we're still waiting there's a lot of like we saw the frigate list for ko do really well obviously also an ironclad list as well i'd say frigates feel very good and we might see more ko like that bc chaos have had to pivot from running zangor and enlightened to Bulgore or Bestigore, Cygors, and some other units, which they didn't have painted up, so we're still waiting for them to pivot to that. We've seen the Gits production meta really uh, go into full swing, uh, or bounce into uh, uh, effectiveness. <laughs> uh, but we're still waiting for these different armies to get painted up and used. Same, Sinesh and Korn, still waiting on those uh, to get painted up, put on the table, and see how they affect the meta as well. So overall... It's a very interesting matter, very dynamic. There's lots happening. Sure, some of the individual armies may seem quite strong. And sure, some of those armies, uh, their first outing, are going to spike a little bit higher because people don't know how to play against them. KO is one of those ones that seems very obvious. Like, you're going to struggle to play against KO. They play differently to how they play previously. And then you're going to have to play them again. So I find that quite interesting. Um, but it's going to be really, really interesting to see how the game develops, especially with new Osiarch and Soblight Gravelords book out soon. Uh, that's going to really, really change the matter up again. We're still fairly early into this GHB. I know that there's already the next GHB has already been announced in four months, but we're still fairly early for people learning and working out how this stuff goes. Um, the combos, the tricks, 
Uh, Incarnate still working really well in Zinch. That's pretty fun to see. Uh, so overall, just a genuinely fascinating game state at the moment. So many moving parts. I couldn't tell you what I thought. If I went to an event, I couldn't tell you which lists would do well. I think I could tell you which players are going to do well. Um, but it's going to change up. Matchups are going to be so dependent now as well. Uh, you're going to see some results which are going to be shocking or some results that... Uh, because the matchups, like who played, who got to play who on what battle plans. The battle plans is a great conversation to have as well. Loads of battle plans are trash uh, in this GHB, like as in they unfairly balance the game in my opinion. There's still a whole conversation about uh, game performance and army performance based on grand strategies and battle tactics. Some battle tactics are so easy, some battle tactics are not. So if you end up doing stuff where battle tactics become more relevant, like battle plans where uh, you can do extra ones, then the game changes as well. So more so than we had in Age of Sigmar 2, the variance on why an army wins and doesn't win is much, much higher. You would think that this uh, means that um, there's more scope for, uh, for winning a game, but I think really what it does is it just obfuscates maybe problem units um, or obfuscates like path to victories or why people are winning. So hopefully I'll be able to deep dive that a little bit more over the next coming weeks and really dive down into that. Looking forward to having that conversation and thinking it through. Hope you enjoyed the show. As always, thanks to everyone in the Twitch chat for joining me this Monday uh, here. Um, I hope you've, uh, if you're watching this as a podcast or you're watching this back on YouTube, I have actually uh, increased the quality of the YouTube video up uh, and also the audio. So hopefully they're both better. I'm trying harder to make everything I make better and better. Uh, and I need to thank everyone on Patreon for helping me do so. You can join it. Uh, join us on Patreon if you want. I have just recorded a tier list video um, about all the different armies if you want to join us. Uh, you can go check it out on there. Uh, thanks very much. See you soon and goodbye.